What up, Goat Gang? It's episode 38. You like that one? New, new ho- I didn't even finish the opening. New uh, episode 38 of a podcast with Goat. I'm Drew Goche. We got Anthony Maslin. Bro, did you get into the cabbage? What happened there? No, no cabbage. No cabbage. <laughs> You're just I've been, in Pen- I've been in fucking Pennsylvania all day. Say what? Yeah, because Jess and I went shopping for some new apartment shit. Oh, nice. Look at you. Look at you go. You're being an adult. I'm an adult. We picked accent colors. Oof. Yep. And our furniture is all done. So, like, we're legit ready to move August 1st. I'm fired up. Nice. So you found a place. I don't know if we if you updated. Have I updated that. anybody? I don't think you did, actually. We found a place. Okay. I live in, in down, like, when I say downtown Hamilton, it's downtown Hamilton. Like, not in the sketchy area, in the fun bar neighborhood. Oh, okay, I'm wait, maybe you did. Up. Maybe you did update on me on this. Did I? Yeah. Maybe I didn't update the listeners. We got a place. We're, we're living in Hamilton. We're going to have a blast. Nice. You're living on in the hammer. Ha- we're living in the hammer or the ham. I prefer the ham. I like the hammer. I think the ham is better. Disagree. Respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a great interview coming to you on the end of me and Maslin rambling for a few minutes. We got um, Christina Patina. Oh, fuck. Patina. Putina. I know you don't say the G. Anyway, she's a professional um, women's hockey player. She um, dominated Division One NCAA school and hockey and crossed 100 points in four years, which is a huge accomplishment. Um, she was on Team Canada's development team for three years. And, uh, yeah, she's an incredible athlete. And we talk about her journey to play professional hockey. Um, you know, kind of when she crossed the threshold as of, oh, man, this could be a career. And uh, the current state of women's professional hockey, which is really interesting. I like that. That's good. Really, really interesting. It's a great interview. She's She speaks better than I do. She definitely put me to shame. Speaks better than you do. What do you mean? Like, she carries herself in the way ah. she holds herself way better than I do. Nice. But I want to talk about my day a little bit more. We went to a Golden Corral. Ugh. Dude, this is the epitome of America. Were you like, un- like, were you the only one under the age of like sixty-five there? No, really. I heard that's like an oh. old person thing. Like, well, I would understand why. It. I don't understand. Like the food I must have ate must have been so far processed, dog. Dude, an all-you-can-eat buffet for ten dollars a person. Yeah, it's like the Mandarin. Dude, the Mandarin's like forty. Yeah, but I mean, if you break that down, like. You- I don't know. I guess is uh, it dude, forty though? I don't think it is. It's like if you go for dinner, it's like thirty. No, no, no I'm talking about lunch, dog. How when did lunch you... is still like twenty six, twenty five? Yeah, you break that down into American. You know, that's yeah, like what, fifteen know. bucks. Dude, American. ten dollars American is thirteen dollars Canadian. That's it. I thought yeah, it was thirty like... percent. Yeah, I guess thirty percent, right? So, anyways, um, it's dude. There, the fucking steaks were incredible. Oh, really? They had dude steak. Prime rib, um, like chick fried chicken, barbecue chicken, um, shrimp jambalaya, normal shrimp, fucking fried shrimp, macaroni and cheese, collard greens. Like it was insane. Like I totally understand how people get to be that big in the States. Yeah, because it's so cheap too, right? The issue was that I really had to take a poop while we were eating there. Nice. Okay. Dude, the last thing you want to do is go to a bathroom at fucking Golden. 
where an average person is over 320 pounds. Oh, God. And I bet you every one in fourth takes a doo-doo there. Oh, yeah. Well, they got right? to. So they're, they're like, and it, so it's not a small dump, right? Yeah, it's fucking Dude, hippopotamus size. how fucking embarrassing this was. I'm to the point where I'm like, I can't hold this. Like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta do it. So I go into the bathroom and I walk into the stall. I'm like, okay, it's not that bad. Like, manageable. But I wipe the seat and then I lay more fucking paper over the seat than I think I've ever used in my life. Okay. <laughs> and then I sit, but I'm holding my oh, junk. Yeah. I'm yeah. holding my junk, right? Because you don't want nothing to touch nothing. Tell me it touched the side of the toilet bowl. No, 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 no. I kept that shit high and tight. <laughs> okay. So I'm hanging on to it. Um, everything's going great. I do. I finish everything up and I pull my pants up. What I don't realize is that a piece of toilet paper gets caught in between my pants and my underwear from the seat. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so I step out of the bathroom. So I'm in the bathroom washing my hands. It's packed with people. And then I go out and like, I don't like after you're washing your hands, you got to touch the door. Oh yeah. yeah. So I feel like there's some sick fucks that don't wash their hands. So I go over. So outside the bathroom, there's a hand sanitation, um, hand sanitation station. So I go and I give a few pumps, and I'm walking, dude, and I got a fucking tail behind me. It's about <laughs> halfway across the restaurant. I realize I'm flying a flag out of my pants, and then I just like I felt it with my hand as I was walking. So I just like nonchalantly pulled it out and like crumpled it into a ball in my hands and just pretended it didn't happen. But I'm pretty sure half the restaurant watched that's, me walk across the toilet paper in my pants. That's hilarious. That's actually that's actually pretty embarrassing. I, that's more embarrassing than I thought the story you were gonna tell was. Oh, I thought wait. you were gonna. I thought you were you gonna say, that, say like touch the side of the bowl. No, I thought you were gonna say like you had it on your shoe or something, which is like no. I mean that happens, right? No, yeah, of course, but no, this was hanging out of my pants. Yeah, like, that's, it was that's a little it was obvious. Work. I took a dookie. All right. Well, well, was your golden crowl experience good overall, though? Not right now, dude. I feel like a fucking lard, man. Oh yeah. I honestly was having like heart palpitations in the car on the way <laughs> home. Thinking like I, w- I had the meat sweats. I was like fucking trying to blast AC on me, like I was having a stroke in the van. But uh, I, I, I'm bound. Did you have the seat all the way back? Leaned no, all I the- couldn't because uh, like, there's seven of us in the van. Jesus. So we had that thing filled to the tits, dude. So why did you go to Pennsylvania for no burning? sales tax? Is it really? Are you really that cheap? Not that cheap. What do you mean, dude? First off, they have a way better selection of everything in the states. But it's so, such a pain in the ass, man. Like, not when you live in Fort Erie, dude. It's like what five hours? Pent? What hour and a half? Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like five hours away. No, it's in between, like here in Ohio. Yeah, Ohio is like five hours away, isn't it? Yeah, but Pennsylvania's in between. Oh. Dude, literally from the time we crossed the bridge, we were in Erie, Pennsylvania in an hour and a half. Ah, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's so close. Yeah. Disregard then. Yeah. It was well worth it because you saved the tax on everything, right? Well, yeah. Now that, even yeah. though you're, even though, and shit's so cheap, man. You got to, uh, but you got to so claim cheap. it though, right? Yeah, but here's the beauty part. The bridge was so fucking backed up, dog, that uh, there was like, she didn't want to pull us over because it would have been way too busy. Hmm. Did you bring a trailer with you or something? No. What are we fucking animals? How did you How did you carry it? What do you mean? Put it in the van. Oh, what did you buy? 
um, pillows, curtains, oh, okay, yeah. comforters. I thought you were uh, gonna buy like a like a like pillows, a, like a couch or something. No, I already bought a couch. Or not a couch. Like I told like you, a, accents, accent pieces, bruh. Okay, so you just bought like random like accessories and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that makes that, led with that. that makes a lot more sense to me now. Absolutely. There we go. Um, let's get into your misfortune because this is good. You you got stood up for another date. I don't get it, dude. You're fucking gorgeous. You're beautiful. <laughs> you have a meat hammer on you. Like you got an absolute Thor's hammer. Nah. And these girls are standing you up. No, nah, you know what happens, man? It's it it it's I talk people ask me and I talk about it and then that I'm superstitious, man. It's bad luck. Yeah, I know. So are you blaming this one on me? I'm not blaming it on you. I'm blaming it on myself because I told you. So That's you shouldn't have told me? I shouldn't have told you. I should have just said, oh, I got soccer or something. Should have lied. I should have lied. But I feel like you get bad juju for lying. Nah, lying's good. You got to lie every once in a while. I lie all the time. Yeah. Do you really? Oh, every day. I don't, I don't think that's healthy. It is. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah. See, I just did it right there. You <laughs> 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 catch it on to my game. Huh? I said you're catching on to my game now. Just don't believe everything I say. Yeah, I guess. Well, I caught you in a lie already in this podcast with the fucking chicken fingers. <laughs> now, now everyone's gonna think you're a fugaze. <clears throat> no, I'm just, I'm just joking. All right, yeah. I'm an honest person. Yeah, okay. <laughs> How about I'm nervous for what? What are you nervous for? Huh? To get my nexus. Why? Well, it means they got to fuck. First off, they got to scan my eyes. Now the government's going to have all my face measurements and shit. I'm not crazy. Oh, they already got that. I know, because I use that face app for our photos. Well, no, You're right. They probably do already have and it. Cause, and you have Instagram and Snapchat. You think they got that shit? 100% they do. If, Motherfuck. If you do, like, yeah, yeah, they definitely do. I was yeah. watching that Bob Lazar thing last night, too, eh? Oh, Lady Titty. Hang on. Let me get to my point here. I'm... Well, I want to talk about that, though. That's a good segue. We, You and I have been invited on another podcast. Um, hang on. Okay, dude, I'm nervous that they're going to ask me, like, hey, do you smoke weed? And I'm not going to be able to lie because I'm a really bad liar. Like, I'll giggle or smirk or say something stupid. Where do they and care, then I'm though? Get my nexus. Do they care about that? States, they do, I guess. Is it? Yeah, they they might, but it's legal in your country, so I don't know. I, I don't know. Have they? Have, has anyone able, been able to confirm like all this talk about how like you know how people were saying like oh if you buy it online pe- they're gonna track your thing they and then can you, I think yeah but like has anyone has that ha- it's, Visa, it's the same shit you know how Snapchat sells your photos yeah yeah Visa sells your transactions I know I want to try crossing the border soon see if it see if I, that, well uh, you know I've never bought it online I support local <laughs> <laughs> I like it I like it. Yeah, support your communities. That's right. I should. So I've always tried to put the money back into the community. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't I'm going to try it, and I'll get back to you. Okay, let's talk about Bob Lazar. What do you think of the aliens? I saw like the first twenty minutes of it, and I kind of think he's a bullshitter, honestly. Okay, maybe on. I wasn't. Maybe I, don't I wasn't. Like the whole formed opinion on twenty minutes, though, because That's I told true. you some of it's hokey. That's true. It's true. It's true. Right. Yeah, I'm going to finish it tonight. Skim through the, like, fake bits. 
the fake like the just the random narrator talking you don't need that just listen to this guy's story yeah no no, no i was i was the okay thing, the thing i don't like about him is he the one time he kind of went back on something he said and that kind of like Whoa, what was kinda, it well he said because they, they have you know how they keep going back and forth from like old interviews that he has yeah. like when he was like when he was actually working there and like so like like right when he got quit or whatever, I don't know exactly what happened. Did he get fired or did he quit? Um. So here's the thing: his wife was so, okay. When you sign up to have a job there, what he said was that you your base your whole life is monitored. So they had found out that his wife was having an affair, and they were nervous that it would blow into work and it would make him go off the deep end. So all of a sudden, they just stopped calling him to come into work. Oh, okay. So until they could figure out what happened, and then they called him in and sat him down and was like, look, here's what's been going on. Here's the transcripts. Okay, I see. Why? What did you think? Well, I he was talking because like it, it goes like back and forth, and he was talking about how he saw he said he saw an alien. He was like, "Oh, no, I saw." He did. No, no, he oh, did. He did. Yes, in the he did. In, in, You're right. In the he past, he's like, "Oh, I saw an alien," and then and then the guy like and then like the interview that's like kind of recent was like, "Oh, you said you saw an alien." He's like, "No, nah, I don't think I did." I was like, "Okay, well, you said you did, so what? What changed?" Yeah, but he. So hang on, he gives a pretty good description of why his opinion changed. He's like, when I think back about it, he goes, I think I wanted to see an alien. That's a cop-out. It's a cop-out. I don't think that. How is that a cop-out? Because it's kind of like. He's oh, being honest. Yeah, but then he's like, oh, I think what happened was he got caught with his pants down. And yeah, but Maslin, like, he found stuff that, like, so many other things let, have come true. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what I think happened. Okay. <laughs> no, I actually don't want to because I have a theory, but I, I want to watch the rest of it. No, to, let no. Let us know your theory, and then you can confirm it or deny it at the end. I think that he was starting to talk a bunch of shit about it, and then they fired him, and then now, and then he's salty about being fired. So he's like trying to spout all this bullshit. That's why I think. And then he's like, "Oh, you know, they they erased all my records and stuff, and they probably did that because they probably fired him." Well, yeah, dude. Well, he, the, they yeah they did fire him because of this whole drama with his wife. Mm-hmm. They thought his home life is unstable. So that yeah, that's yeah, of course. Yeah. I don't know. I gotta watch more of it. I'll watch more of it later. It's but. pretty crazy though. Like, if you go back, like they erased like his past places that he worked, and like people have come forward and and shown like receipt books that show his name on it. Yet you call the company and they don't have any record of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and like weird. he and like he described. Like a machine that was like either in Area 51 or in the place he worked prior that no one had ever heard of until like 10 years ago. And he described it in 1989. Hmm. Yeah. And he's been like raided by the FBI. Like it's been, it's pretty lit. That's pretty, it's pretty crazy. I have to check out the rest of it. Yeah. Please do. And let me know what you think. I will. I'm a believer. What do you think about these whole people storming Area 51? Ah, it's dumb. Yeah. They're going to get killed. All of them. I mean, depends on what they do. Like, if they're just gonna, I, yeah, maybe Donnie's just stupid enough to let everyone know. Pardon? Maybe there's... Donald Trump's just gonna be like, you know what? Open it up. <laughs> there's nothing in there. It's literally a, uh, it's a testing place for like rockets and stuff, isn't it? It's That's like, what they say. Yeah. But what kind of rockets? I don't know. I mean, that's like I. I feel like the memes that are coming out with this are fucking hysterical. Oh, they are pretty funny. About these people saying that they're gonna sm- clap some alien cheeks. Yeah, 
That, fuck, that shit makes me howl. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Some of the memes are actually good. Not gonna lie. Yeah, um, we've been. You and I have been invited on a podcast this week. Are Are we going? When is it? Um. I work days, uh, so I'm wide open. Okay, we'll talk about it later. But right. yeah, it's um. They want to talk about Area 51 and shit. <laughs> okay, I'll have to uh, do some research. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll see. I bought. Uh, I pre-ordered my tickets for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Eh? You fired up? Yeah, I pre-ordered. Yo, so I get the early show. Yeah. So it comes out on the twenty sixth, and I'm seeing it on the twenty fifth. Are you fired up? I'm fired up. Fired up. You know what I'm not happy about? What's that? Is I heard that um, what you call it? Um, Lion King was garbage. Yeah, of course it's garbage. Aladdin, Lion King, all that bullshit. It's all going to be bad. It's all going to be terrible. Why do you think that? I've though? told you a million times. It's because you can't remake the past. You can't do it. You just can't. It's all nostalgia. It's all you feel. It's like it's like when you're it's like when your dad tries to play college football again or like, "Oh, I remember those days." Like you just can't recreate the magic. It's happened. Let it go. Enjoy it for what it was. Let it go. Stop trying I'm to remake. I'm still going to see it. You are gonna see, yeah. You're gonna be thoroughly I'm disappointed see it next week. We'll see. It's gonna ruin the original Lion King for I, you. I haven't seen the original in quite some time. It's probably been years since I've seen it. Hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I think they just took they took the fun out of it by making it like really like realistic CGI. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see for sure. All right, doggy. Let's get into the interview with Christina. Um, She's she gave an incredible interview. I hope you guys all enjoy it. Um, have a great week, and uh, we'll talk to you again on Friday. Have a good one. Enjoy. Thanks, everyone. Uh, welcome to another interview of a podcast with Goat. I'm your host Drew Goche. Uh, Maslin was supposed to join me for this, but he got caught up at work and can't. Anyways, I'm super excited. We have a very very special guest, um, a professional hockey player. Um, NCAA Division One athlete, right? Division One. Yes. Okay. Glad, <laughs> glad, glad I did my homework. And I, okay, I'm gonna butcher your last name for sure. I've been trying to practice it with my sister, but we have professional women's hockey player Christina Patina. Yes. Good right? job. Yes. Boom. <laughs> I had my sister work over it with me. She's like the G silent, like in lasagna. Yes, I'm impressed. Thank you. Thank you. Um. So hang on. Well, let's let me first paint a picture of how because you and I have never really met. Um, but my best friend who was also on the podcast earlier, Antonio, um, is dating your sister, Natalie. Yes, she he is. Yeah. And Nat, Nat would kill me if I don't. So I'm going to shout her out right now and <laughs> say hi to her because I know she's been dying to get on the po- podcast. So she? hey, Nat. <laughs> we'll get, we'll, we, can, we can get Nat on here for yeah. sure. We, we did right. an interview with uh, Spear and Dombra. And yeah. uh, maybe we should do one with like my fiance, Jess and Nat, and they can tell all the stories and all that shit about how nuts we are. Oh, yeah. And the <laughs> Cherry Hill drama. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know I hear all about it. I live for Cherry Hill drama. <laughs> um, okay. So what age did you make your way to playing like strictly women's hockey? Did you start in it or were you like most female athletes and started playing with the boys when you were younger? Right. Yeah. So um, I actually started 
with the boys um, when I was five. And then I think around 10 or 12, which is like sixth or seventh grade, I moved over to um, play women's hockey um, in Sony Creek. Um, and my first women's coach, Clayton Boxel, he kind of just approached my parents and he was like, you know, like we think she's going to really succeed in the women's league. Um, she's getting older. It'll be a good switch. And, and my, my parents are kind of like, Hey, it's up to you. So, um, I just thought it would be like best for me to move on and start, you know, interacting with other girls and playing with other girls and getting used to the sport. Um, so that's kind of when I made the switch. Um, yeah, you probably got out of there before the age where it's kind of awkward. Right, yeah. Because I mean? like if you went over like 11 or 12, like that's probably a little before it gets awkward. Oh, yeah, because it sounds so weird, but I was like dre- like getting dressed with the guys and like... No, see, that's it, not weird because I grew up in hockey locker rooms as a kid and like there was tons of girls on our team that would do it. Yeah, it was. it's so wild to think about now, but it's like... And I'm like, I was literally in the locker room with them like... <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, but. it's crazy. Um, so I, I wondered if you had made the, the jump early or if you maybe made it a little later on. Um, yeah. so you started playing in Stony Creek. When do you think you really found like a passion for a game? Was it that young or like, was it something you always wanted to do? Honestly, like, I feel like I was too young to even know, but like I was immersed in it so young that I kind of just took up what my dad had taught me and you know, he kind of was telling me what to do and he basically taught me like from when I was five to when I was going off to college. So oh, that's awesome. I, th- I think that's kind of, you know, I never really figured it was my passion until like I was, I want to say like in high school, like that's when I kind of, you know, was putting off hanging out and going out and doing stuff, you know, and trying to play hockey and like do well at that so that, yeah, i think that's kind of when it hit me yeah yeah definitely so so you're in high school and you're you're playing for the provincial women's hockey league but the first um few years it looked like you only played three games so from like 2011 to 2013 were you a call-up right yeah so um when i was young Basically, it's like if you're in a younger level, you're able to be called up by like the older teams. And like so um, I started in Pee Wee, And then once I got to Bantam, I was being called up to play in the midget team. And then once I was in midget, I was getting called up to play for the junior team in Sony Creek. So I actually like never played on the junior team in Sony in yeah, in Stony Creek, but I played, you know, Pee Wee, Bantam, Midget, and then that's when I made the switch to go to Oakville and play junior there. Okay, so that was when you played, like, your first couple seasons. Right, So it yes. looks like your first season with Oakville. Girl, you lit the lamp. <laughs> 17 tucks, 12 assists, and you weren't too bad, 16 penalty minutes. Yeah, so, those I mean, went up, though. Definitely, not, de- they did go up. We'll get there. Um <laughs> So, I mean, you were definitely, you're you're probably one of the younger girls out there at the time. And you were still definitely uh, at at least laying the body down, even though women's hockey is no contact. It's Uh, honestly so funny to think about, though, because when I played with the guys, that's like, I would like go after like small guys and like hit them. And I'm like, of course. And now I'm playing women's hockey and I'm hitting girls and I'm getting like penalties left (laughs) and right. So it's just. Well, it's crazy uh, because like my sister played um like girls hockey growing up uh, oh yeah up, up until last year so 18 and um 
like girls hockey can be more physical than boys oh yeah there's just as much like rubbing out and physicality um mm-hmm. especially yeah it's so i i totally give you credit no stress <laughs> girls get year, so fired up oh yeah and they can get <laughs> mouthy yeah oh way way more so than the boys definitely yeah, the bitch word gets tossed out quite often oh it does for yeah, sure yeah i know sure. i used to love it <laughs> i was one of those i was like one of those crazy parents in the stands even though i didn't have a child on the ice and i was always yelling my mom was embarrassed <laughs> to sit with me i was the That's brother fun. no one ever wanted um oh, and then next year you go back to oakville were you the captain i was yes was it like it must have been something special to be there a year and then next year you're the captain right yeah and i was like thinking about this today and i'm you know i think what i want to like comment on that is that like being seen as a leader for anyone is obviously something so special and like it's an overwhelming sense of pride because then there's now 20 girls that are looking up to you to perform every day and like come to the rink with a good attitude so it's it's obviously something that I take a lot of pride in and, you know, try to bring my game a lot of the time. So, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty cool experience, you know, get that opportunity so quickly in the program um, with Oakville. That's incredible. Now, the year you were captain and played for Oakville, was that your grade 12 year in high school? Yes. Yes, it was. So when did you maybe come to terms with you're probably going to the States to play hockey? So it was like grade 10 and I really it was that early yeah and me and my dad and you know like obviously other girls we were playing with had you know we were being approached by families and we're like hey like we're getting contacted by these people and my dad's like well shit she's not getting comments like you know like called by anyone like what's happening so then I think it was like halfway like it was the beginning of my grade 11 year in high school and I was that's when I started to get contacted by people and then I ended up committing to Providence over March yeah March of my grade 11 year so oh so you were like verbal commitment or you you signed verbal commitment and then they have like national letters of intent that you sign your senior like a grade 12 year wow that's awesome so did hey did you get to go on recruiting trips Yes, I did. <laughs> Unreal. Are they just as wild as the recruiting trips you hear about for like football teams? Yeah, it's honestly awesome. So you got the craziest trashed. process. Yeah. Unreal. Okay, we yeah. got to hear a little bit about that because this is going to be like one of the highlights here. So <laughs> I'm let me let me tell you how I think it would go. Okay. Okay. I'm assuming you go to the facility. They show you around. They try to awe you with all the incredible stuff. They tell you about all their programs. They're going to get you through school, et cetera, et cetera. You maybe do a quick little workout with them. They take your measurements. (laughs) And then they introduce you to some of the girls on the team. And then you stay the night. And the girls on the team take you out and get you fucking hammered. Oh, my God. That's what they do to guys on the football team? Why? Is that not what they do to you guys? No. No? Well, okay, so basically we do everything the same except we don't work out with them and Oh, normally you'd have to do like a quick little workout. No. Oh man. That sounds awful. But Oh anyways, yeah, but... you know how nervous you'd be? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, no. But the, it basically is the same except we don't work out. And then we would like if it was a depending on when you go to visit, like if it's a Saturday night, like yeah, we like when I was there, like we took kids out. So it's like, 
it just depends on like when you know when your visit falls okay so here's the real question though being canadian with the drinking age being 19 but going to school in the states and have it being 21 how horrible was it honestly it was bad but was it but like did you guys have pull because you're like athletes at the school but like no no because no i'm like we were so all of us are so tall that we would go in like we wouldn't even get id'd no okay all right right, so that's how it worked yeah so nat definitely wouldn't wouldn't have gotten in (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) oh man i'm gonna get in trouble for that one um okay so that's awesome so were they allowed to like hook you up with some swag too no, it's against the rules. Well, See, okay, so yeah, yeah ahead, isn't that isn't that weird? Yeah, it's crazy. We just had uh, a Division One football player on. He goes to Wagner. Okay, and he was saying the same stuff. Like they can't really give you anything like that. No, yeah, that's crazy. I know it's wild because you think you would think like you know like you see the NHL and they sign and then they get like a package in the mail with like a yeah, hat instantly. shirt. Yeah, so it's yeah. like. I don't know. I I I see. I would have thought they would have been like, because I know it's like illegal under NCAA rules. I thought they would have been at least trying to like sneak you t-shirts and sweaters and stuff, (laughs) and then get in trouble for it. Yeah, I guess if they do get in trouble for it. But I just thought like, oh, so what? They gave her a few t-shirts, like, but they really can't, eh? Yeah. But you did get a scholarship, right? Yes, I did. So full ride and probably food and housing. Yes. Rad. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. My, uh, that's so cool. I'm super jealous about that experience. That's all. Awesome. <laughs> um, so did you have other offers you left on the table and why did you choose Providence? Yeah. So, um, it's, it's crazy because you're like choosing somewhere that's going to be your home for four years and you don't know anyone, you don't know the area. So it's like hard to know, you know, kind of like what place you're going to choose. And obviously like I went on I went on, I want to say like four or five visits to different schools and, you know, it kind of, it's, it's sounds dumb, but like, I feel like everyone says the same thing is like you walk on campus and you're like, shit, yep, I, I want to live here. Like I, this feels like home to me and it sounds dumb, but unless it happens to you, you like would never like think that it is like possible but it it really is and that's kind of why I like chose Providence because I was like got on campus and I'm like okay this is cool and then I was walking around with the girls and I'm like yeah like I I feel like I go here like you know so it's it's crazy yeah um and like you guys did well all your seasons at Providence did you not so right yeah well kind of my freshman year they do have a strong program for especially yeah, women's na- hockey. now they do like they did previously and then there was like a couple years of like shitty hockey and stuff and then when we got brought in it was ba- we were basically told as like a recruited class like this is we're recruiting you guys to turn the program around so oh, then wow that's pretty cool right so i mean my class was filled with like a bunch of talented kids and you know like we you don't ever see it really that often, but you know, we had freshmen starting and freshmen on the second line and, you know, like in net. So it was like crazy to see that, but it was kind of all part of the process of turning the program around. It looked like you started your freshman um, year. Yeah, I did. That's crazy girl. 
Because you, yeah. you even lit the lamp your first year there. I did, yes. You tore it up. Like, well, 28 points in 36 games. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> um, So, hang on. I, what schools did you leave offers on the table with? Um, I had an offer from Mankato State. Okay. Um, An offer from um, St. Lawrence okay. University. And then Providence. Wow, that's so yeah. sick. And then visited like three other schools too, but never really like had followed up on those visits after. That's so sick, man. So you fall in love with Providence. You're, you play a ton your freshman year and the penalty minutes increase <laughs> drastically. You go from like 16 minutes a season to 38. So you're throwing the body around. I know. And then you look at my final years and I have like so many penalty minutes. It's crazy. It's actually not too, too bad. You're, <sighs> I'm embarrassed. Your second year there where you put up 44. I love it. That made me <laughs> so happy when I read that. I'm like, she's probably dropping the mitts at least once in those 44 minutes. <sighs> um, and then did, were you maybe hurt your junior year? Your third year? I was. Yeah. So what happened? Um, I dislocated my shoulder. Oh. Yeah. In the middle of a game, we were playing uh, Cornell and I went to go block a shot and kind of fell to the side and then like landed on my arm, like elbow, forearm type of thing. And it just like as as soon as it hit the ice, just popped out. And I was like, oh, my God. Like you Did could you feel I could feel pop? it. Oh, yeah. Oh. And it's so wild that like people were like yelling, like, come on, get up. I could hear my coach who's like yelling at me. I'm like, I am trying so hard, but I have one arm. And like to this day, like my dad's like, yeah, I was so pissed. Like I was yelling at the TV, like telling you to get the fuck up. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying. Like, so it's crazy. Whoa. But yeah, That's so then I come sports off. sports family answer. Yeah. yeah so I, I come it. off and I'm not even like crying or anything. Just run down to the training room. And my trainer's like, what's wrong? I'm like, my shoulder's dislocated. And she was like telling me like my shoulder was dislocated for half an hour. Like it was out for so long. Come on. Yeah. So did she pop it back in, in the trainer's room or did you have to go to the hospital? Yeah. So they, well, they wanted to pop it in before I went to the hospital because it would have been so much worse if they didn't. So they were like trying everything. Like they tried to make me hold a weight and I like, it was to the point where I couldn't even feel my fingers. I'm like, I can't hold the weight. Like you guys need to just pop it in. So they were literally like on top of me on the table, like pushing it in. So it was like, did it go? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm moving my shoulders right now. Oh, (laughs) That's horrible. Did you have any other issues with it going forward or were you able to kind of rehab it and bring it back to normal? Honestly, no. I spent last summer in Providence and like credit, like creds to everyone there. Like they did a like phenomenal job getting me back. Like I trained with a trainer every day, like twice a day, like for two hours, like rehab, training, strength, balance, stability, everything. So like, thank God I only missed like... I think it was like seven games the beginning of the season. So it was, yeah, like credit to them. They did an awesome job. Um, Yeah, that's incredible. Because I know like like a dislocated shoulder is one of those like nagging injuries. right? Yeah. Those, those can kind of come back over and over again. So yeah, that's good that yeah. they spent that time with you. Yeah, um, for sure. All right. Now your senior year, <laughs> you 
your best year points wise, 15 goals, 15 assists in 33 games. So you put up 30 points and the penalty minutes weren't too, too bad. Nice. That's not <laughs> too bad. So maybe they missed you on the sheet a few times. Yeah, maybe. Right. But uh, didn't you also set our school record? Did I? What did I do? Oh, maybe not. I th- maybe I could have sworn. I think, are you talking about the hundred point thing? Oh, maybe that's what it was. You yeah. broke your hundred points. Yes. W- with a few to spare. Yes. How how excited were you when you did it? Honestly, like so excited because it was getting to the end of the season, and I'm like, this is just not going to happen. Like, oh, that's the you know. Worst. And so then it finally happened, and I'm like, okay, I feel so good now. Like, I'm just done just the weight <laughs> off your shoulders yeah that's awesome and then uh, something i always loved about um ncaa is they do like the mother the seniors night where you get to bring your mom out yeah that must have been pretty special it was awesome it's like to have everyone out there and like especially like my whole class is like families and our coaches and stuff like it was fantastic you know like to go through and hug my mom hug my dad and that was there so it was special that's awesome um yeah that's pretty cool that's what like i always find those moments in like ncaa games like really cool because like i mean you guys as athletes work so hard for four years and then to be able to share it with your parents like that's pretty sweet yeah and especially like everything they put in to get us there it's like come on we you know so um i I mean you're the way your stats looked did you find the type of hockey played in the NCAA like matched your skill set? So, honestly, the biggest thing about the NCAA like is that the speed of the game is like the hardest thing to get a hold of, and I think um, that's something that I struggled with mentally, like coming into the league, and I was like, okay, am I ready? Like, is it gonna be like? too hard am I gonna play and I think like going into any higher level of hockey it's gonna challenge everyone differently and I was really um, like fortunate enough to adapt really well to the game and um, like I said speed was a really big thing so it's kind of a shock to go from having five seconds with the puck in like Bantam hockey to then now having to make like a decision in a split second so I think like just mentally and physically um, working hard to make sure that like my skill set matches that speed of the NCAA is like the biggest thing for any kid like going into NCAA or like the next level of hockey just like figure that out you know get used to the speed because I think that's like anyone can get stronger anyone can like lift a weight and get stronger but like mentally you gotta like focus on that and you know get into it what a great way to break it down yeah um how excited are you we talked about this for like a minute before we started recording how excited are you to play professional hockey and like does it feel like a bit of a weight lifted off your shoulder like like you made it like this is it yeah right? like and now your 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 passion the thing you've loved so much is now a career right and like i said before like i'm so excited i think it's like probably one of the most special things besides you know getting my scholarship and going to providence like it's you know i never really knew like when I was going to stop playing or if I was going to play. And I just kind of like it mentally was like, you know what, like these past years that I've been playing at Providence, like is the best hockey I've played and some of the best seasons that I've put together. And, you know, like I'm not ready to stop that. Like 
so I just think like playing in Boston is like going to be such a great place to showcase all that talent. Boston's a great sports city and they love their sports teams there. Yeah, exactly. So that's yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Um, are you nerd? Okay. I, and I, I, I told you we were going to talk about this a little bit with the CWHL folding. Right. Are you at all nervous that like it could happen to you? Right. Yeah. Like, I it's, think it's got to be some sort of worry, right? Like you're playing in the national women's hockey league. So like, I, I would just, I, I feel like me, like, are you ever concerned about like, I guess job security is the question. Right. Yeah. I think that's always in the back of my mind. Like, what's next but at the end of the day it's just like let's focus my energy on getting prepared for the season um the hockey I'm about to play and especially like we're like I'm getting geared up to play with some of the best athletes in my sport and I think right now I'm just trying to like channel my anxiousness and excitement into that and you know like the feeling of having this opportunity and wanting to do something great with it so I think it's always in the back of my mind like Yes, I'm nervous, and that's I think that's a part of every professional sport and sure. every professional athlete. Like my job could end tomorrow, so I think that's just kind of you know like channel your energy into something better until you have to cross that bridge. I, that's something I've always you know lived by. Like let's not focus on that until it needs to be something we need to focus on. Exactly, exactly. I guess you have to treat it like an injury. You can't be concerned about getting injured when you're not. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, with the U.S. women's soccer team becoming such a hot topic lately and the amazing thing they did and, you know, they called their shot. They said they were going to go over there and win and they did. Um, and then they come back to New York City. They have a parade. Um, people really got behind them. They loved the celebrating. They made it exciting. Do you think that helped women's sports going forward? Absolutely. And you see, like the support and everyone's responses. And obviously there's going to be those people with backlash, but like it's inspiring to see them like keep on breaking down barriers. And like I said, it, you have to, we have to like as professional athletes and being women, we have to take it upon ourselves to, you know, start making people talk about it. And that's, that's on us. We need to make sure that people see us as a topic of conversation. And it's, it's unbelievable to see like, the things that they've done, you know, winning gold, that's incredible. And I'm like so fortunate to be able to go back to that country and, um, you know, be a part of that and see that. And it's, it's like I said, it's, it's inspiring. Yeah. They'll for sure. I feel like be like a buzz around women's sports now. Like I think what they set out to do, they did it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, definitely raising awareness, even to the sport of soccer. I mean, cause it's, it's obviously, um, not as big here as it is in Europe and other places. So, I mean, I really think they what they set out to do, they did it. And it was incredible to watch them. But, like, as a hockey player, would you celebrate after the 13th goal? No, because... <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. We had, I Maslin and I, I had an argument on But I was also, this. like, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, but then when you're there, like, you don't know, like, emotions are high adrenaline's high you know, things no, i get it and like i get it from the point of view that they have to score those 13 goals because the tournament goes by like by goals against and goals for if a tie so like yeah. that part to me like the sports part of me understands it i just didn't care for the celebrating i just thought that was yeah. a little much but anyways yeah, yeah. anyways anyways, anyways. <laughs> they did great things um 
the one question we didn't talk about. Well, hang on. Let's talk about. Sorry, we're I'm jumping around because I'm so excited. You're doing. You're speaking so incredibly well. Um, <laughs> the so when the WC or the CWHL collapsed, then there started talk of a boycott and a ban, and you got reached out to to maybe boycott the season. Right. Yeah. So, um, fortunately, I was a part of Hockey Canada. Um, earlier and I was actually Marie Philippe Poulin reached out to me I had oh, like wow. liter- like my phone's ringing and it's like Quebec and I'm like what so I pick it up I'm like hello and she's like oh it's Marie Philippe like come on I'm like, I'm like what okay so I'm like hey like whatever basically she's saying you know coming together which I get I'm like I I love it. Like we're trying to promote something and, you know, whatever. We're coming together and we're trying to, you know, equal pay and equal this. So we're we're boycotting the season, we're playing professional hockey, blah blah blah. So um, you know, eventually I got back to her and I'm like, "Listen, I think for me in my professional career, I think I need to decline the invitation to the boycott because i get what they're doing i it, like i i don't know how to explain it's just it more like, timing to for you it feels for like. me yeah and a lot of people wet, right i mean this is your rookie season yeah. yeah and it's hard because it's a great thing uh, like by all means yeah, do what no, you need agree. to do to raise awareness and conversations and stuff like that but what i want to say is that the way that we do that is by playing and showing what we're able to do. Like no one, like investors and sponsors and fans, like we're coming to support a league that now players are boycotting. Okay. Well, we're not going to spend our money. We're not going to sponsor that league. If no one's playing in it, why would we do that? You know? And that's ultimately where I made my decision to play. Cause I'm like, no one's going to want to sponsor a league where no one wants to play in it. So we need, girls that want to play and that's kind of where i was like you know what i'm playing so Good for you um that's incredible the i think the last thing i kind of want to talk to you about before i maybe ask you if we can get an interview when you're mid-season we'll follow up yeah we can find out how you're doing because <laughs> um, i'm sure you'll be tearing it up that's not even a question in my mind i want to talk about the nhl all-star game because a, okay. a lot of really cool things happened yes um I want to uh, hang on. I know I'm going to get her name wrong, but was it uh, Coil? Was her last name Kara Coil? Coin. 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 Kendall Coin. Yes. So she participates in the um, the skate the lap event, the skating of a lap. Yes. And she posted an incredible time. Yes. Like I, I heard some of the inter- I'm a massive Spitting Chicklets podcast guy, um, <laughs> and they interviewed I forget who was in the competition. Um, it was like McDavid and there was a few other guys, but they said she posted such a good time that a lot of them were really nervous Yes, that she, she was going to dominate them. Like she was incredible. Yeah. And then, she did like, I, like, I don't even, I don't know how, but there was another girl that did. I know. I was she just going to bring like, it up. She, yeah, it, it's an incredible story. I don't know her name, unfortunately, because me it either. Like, and I should um, the I, worst. That's okay. It seemed like the girl who skated got a lot more attention, but she was showing them how to do like a passing drill. Yes. And she, and she did it perfectly. And yeah, she technically and she, would have won. 
Yeah, like she got the lowest time. Yeah, and so I think the actual winner was uh, Leon Dreisaitl. But I think right. what the NHL did was they matched what they gave to him for winning. Yes, they they did compensate her for that. And they should have. Right. That's incredible. Right. I hope next year we see a few more women in it. I, I, mean, I do too. I think it, it's great. It's it, You know what? And I mean, for the NHL, like they're kind of bringing this on like um, – like they, they're making like these bigger city centers have these women teams. And it's a great thing because like in large cities, like when you got your Toronto's, your Boston's, your Montreal's, people just love hockey and women's right. hockey is just as good as men's. Like growing up, having a sister and watching women's hockey quite often, th- there's not much of a difference. Yeah. So, I mean, to get more women involved in the NHL skills competition, especially when they can, d- they can do things better than the men <laughs> like how, how do you not yeah it's awesome yeah, i it's and incredible. like it's great it's great to see and it's unfortunate that the cwhl folded but i know i think i don't want to like say something and then be wrong but the nwhl is looking to expand markets into canada and yeah. obviously like elsewhere to get more girls to play because that's what we need to do and so- I, th- I think like being in that skills competition is helping. Yeah, of course. I heard that they're going to try to do Toronto and Montreal. Yes. They're going to try to expand to two more leagues. So I don't think you're, I don't think you're speaking out of term. I think that's a, a, a pretty good rumor going around and I hope it happens Me because too. I mean, if you look at like the Marlies, the Marlies get an incredible um, turnout to games. Right. So uh, of course the women can too. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yes. Um, I'm excited to see how you do next year. I know you're going to crush it. Um, and like I said, maybe earlier, we would love to have you on. M- mid-season would be great if you had a minute where you're not busy, but I'm sure you're going to be busy. So maybe after the season, we would Absolutely. love to have you on. We can talk about how incredible you did and how you lit the lamp. Like I'm thinking at least a 20 goal season <laughs> and uh, maybe a few more PIMS too. Yes, absolutely. You got to lay the body down. Okay. <laughs> Christina, thank you so much for coming on. You're absolutely incredible. Is there anything you want to talk about? Thank you so much. No, I just I just want to say how appreciative I am to be on the podcast. This is of like course. the greatest thing ever. Awesome. Well, we hope to get your name out there. Maybe you get some more extra followers on Instagram and they can watch you tear it up next season. Oh, thank you. No problem. Thanks everyone for listening and have a good one.